Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Who are you? Yeah, thank you. you know, Who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know you, yeah. but, but thank you. Thank don't. you very much. And Chad P. The Stratocaster mm-hmm. comes out in 1954. Yeah, just another reason to give all you guitars <laughs> more time to spin at the music store. That's right. You know? And what color should I get? Class is in. This is Rock School. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Joe Burns, a professor in the communication department, Southeastern Louisiana University. Sitting to my immediate right, a former student, one who must learn. What's your name there, kid? Chad P. Chad P. Let me tell you where today's topic came from. Now, okay. you, you got a guy here named David Paraconi, right? Yes. Yeah, he does a bluegrass show. He does. Well, you don't know this, or maybe you do. He does a guitar show on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he gives me once a month a instrument to review. Mm-hmm. Like the last one was that heavy metal guitar that I reviewed and I gave it to him and I'm I, I'm a guest on his show every now and again. Right. And he said to me one time, would you mind coming on and telling us where the electric guitar came from? Do the history of the electric guitar. And I thought, you know, that's not a bad, you know, I'm going to do all the research for it anyway. Right. Why not do a rock school show out of it? There you go. So for an hour today, we're going to talk about the history of the electric guitar. And this isn't just out of the clear blue sky. 2008 is the 50th anniversary of the Les Paul Standard. Very nice. Now, guitars out there, guitarists out there are going to say, no, 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 no. The Les Paul started earlier in the 50s. You're right, it did. The Les Paul Gold Top. Now, you can probably guess that it's the Les Paul that has a gold top mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the Les Paul Standard. This is the one that when you think of Slash playing in Guns N' Roses, right. that's the one. It's the one that's made out of mahogany that has the curly maple top. It also has the cherry sunburst on it. It's the real pretty one. It's the one that most people think of. Okay. It's the 50th anniversary of it. They're putting out a special Joe Walsh version of it this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, that's great. I'll do the history. I'll just simply reiterate where did the electric guitar come from because everybody says came from Les Paul, right? Wrong. Uh-oh. Oh, it, no, it came from Gibson, right? Wrong. No. Well, it must have come from Fender, right? Fender the Fender Stratocaster. I'm thinking no. Wrong. <laughs> well, it came out in the 1950s, right? Wrong. Wow. It came out way before that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you where the whole thing came from. I'm going to go way back in history. We need to play music during this show, yes? Yeah. So where's the music going to come from? A while back, I don't subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine, but I go to the library a lot because I go and get five books at a time for my son to read and now my daughter to read. And I'm looking over and there's Rolling Stone and I see Eddie Van Halen on the cover. Okay. I walk over and I go, what's this all about? Rolling Stone put out a special edition of the top 100 guitar songs of all time. Cool. So what I did is I grabbed it 
photocopied quickly the top 100 guitar songs of all time. So while we're talking about the history of the electric guitar, we have a list. We'll be playing <laughs> songs from the Rolling Stones 100 songs of all time. Yay. We will begin in just a minute after I play a piece of music for you. Last week, remember mm -hmm. I said to you, I'm going to bring in some Moby Grape because I want I certainly do yeah. for you, ladies and gentlemen. We begin with Moby Grape. They came in at number 95 wow. on the Rolling Stone Top 100 Guitar Songs of All Time. Go ahead and start it because it has this weird little sound effect at the beginning when it starts to come in. This song is called Omaha. Omaha. If you've never heard Moby Grape, take a listen. You're going to like them. History of the Electric Guitar for an hour on Rock School. Hey, go, Chad. What's purple and swims in the ocean? Uh, grape is a grape, of course. Of course. <laughs> There's I a little it. Moby Grape. Did you like that? I did. I'm telling you what, they're a lot like that. Now, they have their slow ones, yeah, but Moby Grape is a lot like that. Some great twangy, single-coil pickup guitar-type stuff. Here, You'll put, like it. Put you on the spot here right quick. Shoot. We just did a show on band names. Yes. Where did Moby Grape come from? Oh, we did it. We said it. Uh, it came from a children's book. They were looking at a children's book full of those goofy... Uh, what do you call the jokes? You know, how did the how did the baker make a lot of money? Uh, he was in a room full of dough, okay. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And what's purple and swims in the ocean? Moby Grape. Grape. Yeah, that's where it came from. Cool. History of the electric guitar. Where did it come from? Well, it's time for those of you who have guitarist friends out there to impress the heck out of them. Why was an electric guitar even needed? See, the whole world immediately goes to Les Paul. Mm -hmm. Les Paul invented the electric guitar. Wrong. The need for amplification for the electric guitars came about in the 30s and 40s because of the big band. So you surround a guitar with saxophones and trombones and all of that kind of stuff, and yeah. all of a sudden it swallows it up. Mm -hmm. So you needed to do things. They put a microphone in front of it, and they put it up closer to the audience, and there's just not much you could do. You needed some way of getting this thing through an amplifier. Mm -hmm. So in 1931, the National Company came up with what's known as a tricone resonator guitar. Have you ever seen the front of the album Money for Nothing by Dire Straits? Yes. That guitar, that metal guitar, had these things that looked like dinner plates inside of it. Mm -hmm. And it resonated the sound. It worked for a little while, but it wasn't loud enough. Then in that same year, two guys named George Bouchamp and Paul Barth came up with what is known today as the first magnetic pickup. Hooray! Okay. They put it inside of a lap guitar. You kind of think of it as a steel guitar mm -hmm, mm -hmm. made by the Rickenbacker Company. So when somebody says who made the first electric guitar, it wasn't Fender, it wasn't Gibson, it was the Rickenbacker Company. All right. And it was called the Frying Pan, because when you see a picture of it, it looks like a frying pan. You mm. want to see it? Go to Wikipedia, put in Rickenbacker Frying Pan. You'll find it. Mm -hmm. The first recordings of it were way back in 1938. George Barnes played two songs, Sweetheart Land and Low Down, Dirty Shame. Now, Gibson was the first company to decide this is the way to go. So what they did is took their original hollow-body guitars mm -hmm. and just simply put a pickup on them. The big one was their ES-150. This is one of those big, giant jazz guitars. And they started putting them out in 1939. A guy named Charlie Christian. If you're a guitarist, you know who Charlie Christian is. If you're not, I suggest you go find some Charlie Christian, you young kids who think, oh, heavy metal, it's the way to go. These guys really know how to play. Go listen to this guy from 1939 named Charlie Christian. 
wowie zowie <laughs> can this guy move? He was the first one to start playing with the archtop amplified guitar. Well, where does Les Paul come in? 1940. There he is. He comes in next. But first, let's listen to another song from the Rolling Stone Top 100 Guitar Songs of All Time. Would you play a guitar for your entire career that your father made for you out of an old fireplace? Sure. Brian May did, and he's from Queen, so keep yourself alive. This is number 53 on the Rolling Stone list on Rock School. Alive, Queen Brian May, Brian a there. fireplace. Honest to goodness, are uh, you kidding me? Well, his family was poor, and he could not afford a guitar. And his father was a, an engineering wizard. Brian May's father was an engineering wizard. And if you read the history of the instrument, the body was made out of the mahogany of a fireplace, stained red. The whammy bar, the vibrato bar, mm-hmm. was a bent knitting needle. And he actually created the pickups. The original pickups aren't in the guitar anymore. He's since replaced the original pickups with a series of pickups from Burns Guitars. Mm -hmm. Actually, my name. Mm -hmm. There's uh, one of the biggest uh, manufacturers of guitars for a while in London was Burns Guitars. Mm -hmm. They were since sold to Baldwin, as in the organ company. Yeah. But um, everything. The, the, The plate, he took a Formica top. And cut it off, and that's how he made the guitar, uh, the pick guard. Um, the guy literally, build a guitar. He just went around pulling chunks of his house out. That's exactly what he did. That's Honest awesome. to goodness, built the whole thing. It took him three months to do it, and gave his son the instrument. Yeah, hey, son, I need something for this neck. Uh, and built go give it. me that towel rack out of the bathroom. And built it. If you get a chance to read it, um, if I'm not mistaken, Burns of London, the secondary company, is now. And that might be wrong. I think it's now Guild. Now that I think about it, Guild Guitars is building a copy of the instrument. Mm. And you can buy a copy of the instrument. But the original is still being played on stage. That's awesome. Still being played on stage. Love it. Now, in 1940, this is where Les Paul comes in. In 1940, as we talk about the history of the electric guitar, in 1940, this guy named Lester William Paulfus, otherwise known as Les Paul, Mm -hmm. was playing at a barbecue. And somewhere between Waukesha and Milwaukee, a guy sends up a note and says, you and your harmonica sound fine, but I can't hear your guitar. Mm-hmm. Eh. So he heads home. He takes a 4 by 4 piece of pine log. Mm-hmm. This thing's in the Smithsonian. You can still see it. And he attaches a guitar neck to it. He then goes to a telephone, pulls out the earpiece, literally the one you talk into, okay. reverses the polarity on it, takes a basic magnet and copper wire system, puts it underneath the strings, attaches it to the output section of a radio, Good. plucks the string, Lord. and it works. The very get- first solid body guitar has been built. What are you guitarists, like little mini mad scientists or something? Yes. <laughs> he then takes it back that night and plays it through his amplifier, and people hated it. Uh. People thought it was goofy. He figured out why people disliked it. It why? didn't look like a guitar. So he went to sort of this trash heap place, took another guitar, hacked the wings off of it, attached the wings to the side of it, took it back that night played it, and people thought it was amazing. Are you telling me that people didn't like the way it sounded because it didn't look like a guitar? Exactly. Read the history of it. If you get a chance to read further on it, read the history of it. Okay. Took the invention to Gibson. Uh Gibson Guitars. And now you think, oh my gosh, clouds parted, single beam of light, D minor chord on the organ. No, I'm thinking they probably said, get out of here with your little piece of junk 
thing. They laughed him out of the room. Yeah. They said, get rid of this guy with the log. They called it the log. <laughs> get rid of this guy. The problem was, see, Gibson was already selling these things like to Charlie Christian, these, these hollow body guitars with a single pickup in them. We don't need you and your solid body. Get the heck out of here. The problem was there was this guy in California named Fender mm. who was going to make their life very difficult. And I'll tell you about Fender after you learn about Kid Charlemagne from the Rolling Stone 100 Guitar Songs of All Time on Rock School. While the music played, you walked by candlelight Those San Francisco nights were the best in town Just by chance you crossed a diamond with the pearl You turned it on the world There's a couple of guys that never compromised. There you go, never yeah. Never once. I got to tell you. Steely Dan. Yeah, they had a sound in mind, and no matter what the people in the record company said, they said, no, we will create this sound, and we will make it sound exactly as we want it to sound, and that's all there is to it. Maintain so, creative control. That's right, and they did. We are talking about the history of the electric guitar and playing music from Rolling Stone's top 100 guitar songs of all time. Interestingly enough, when I got a hold of that Rolling Stone magazine, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see on the front there was, um, there was Santana, there was... Uh, Eddie Van Halen, and there was this tall guy with white hair. I'm thinking, who is that? Tall guy with white hair. I'm thinking, listen, I opened it up, and I'm looking at it. Oh, that's Jimmy Page. What? Yeah, the years have not been wonderful. <laughs> okay, we've got the electric hard body, solid body guitar created from Les Paul, and there's this guy named Clarence Leodanus Fender. You know him as Leo Fender, and he's about to make Gibson's life Gibson has in the company (laughs) a little more difficult. When we get back in one minute, I'll tell you about Little Trouble with a Drum Company on Rock School. I played that bed for you. That's number six on the Rolling Stone guitar songs of all time. Number six, Eruption. Yeah, off of Van Halen One. I don't even know that that's a song in and of itself. That's because that goes into You Really Got Me, and you normally see them together on the radio. I just have fun with it because every time I play that bed, your eyes get really big (laughs) and you go into the biggest air guitar lead I've ever seen. And And it looks just like I'm playing it. It does. Fender was a guitar company in California making laptop guitars just like a lot of other companies were, and they had the idea of making a solid body guitar that could be strapped around the body just like you know other guitars the but, strap right the thing about it is why make it solid body why not continue making hollow body guitars like Gibson was two reasons okay sustain 
when you put strings on a piece of wood, mm-hmm. if you use the right wood, that wood rings in resonance with the strings, okay. and it helps sustain the sound. All right. Furthermore, hollow-body guitars have a real problem with feedback. Oh, do so they? If, yeah, oh, they do. If you don't put them together correctly and you don't do the electronics correctly, they will go whoop and feed right back. Hmm. So if you make it solid, fantastic. The first one came out from Fender in 1949. You see, Gibson had it. This is the thing. Gibson had the solid body guitar in their hands, mm-hmm. and they told, Leo, uh, they told uh, Les Paul to go pound sand. Hmm. The first solid body guitar comes out in 1949. It was called the Esquire. Mm-hmm. The name was immediately changed because they thought Esquire was bad to Broadcaster. Okay. The problem was that Gretsch, and by the way, most people go Gretsch. Gretsch is a guitar company. They started as a drum company. Yay, drums. Yay. <laughs> they already had a drum kit called the Broadcaster. Oh, Gary, there you go. By the way, Fender, Yeah. if you are a Fender collector, if you can get a hold of a Fender guitar that was originally called the Broadcaster, if you can get a hold of one of those from 1949. Well, i got to imagine that thing's worth a couple of bucks. Much money. Yeah. There's also one called the Nocaster, uh-huh. which they put out where they just simply took the name off. That's also <laughs> worth a whole lot of money. Finally, in 1950, the guitar was given its final name, the Telecaster. And they to this to be day, some kind of caster, huh? That's right. In this day, to this day, it has that name, the Telecaster. Okay. 1950, it comes out, and it was revolutionary because it had something that no other guitar could have. What's that? Two pickups. It had one at the neck, which everyone had, mm-hmm. and it also had one at the bridge. That's ah. where the strings hit the body. Yeah. More sustain more brightness in the strings and if you're a guitarist you know when you want to play heavy stuff and you want to play hard rock mm-hmm. you go down to the bridge mm-hmm. that's where you get that twang mm-hmm. and what had to happen was even though the telecaster is a great instrument there was this new form of music coming out called rock and roll and in order to play rock and roll you had to have another instrument that had to be more versatile it had to go from hard to soft to jazz because all these elements were in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And Fender sat back, tapped his chin, and went, hmm, could I create an instrument that had three pickups on it uh, and a pickups. switch? And if I took this real famous guy and I got him to put it on the front of his album, could I make the quintessential rock guitar? I'm guessing he did. He did. And right after you listen to the next song from the Rolling Stone Top 100 Guitar Songs of All, I'll tell you all about it. This is Dire Straits, quite possibly the greatest guitarist ever to come out of the UK. No, Jimmy Pages! I don't know. I might fight with you. Here's Mark Knopfler, Dire Straits, Sultans of Swing, Rock School. Great. I just think Dire Straits is a spectacular group. Mark Absolutely Knopfler. spectacular. I just think he's absolutely great. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he go solo? 
Well, he's done a lot of solo stuff, but okay. he always goes back and tours with them. Okay. It's kind of like Tom Petty. Yeah. I remember uh, as a disc jockey back in the day playing uh, some Mark Knopfler on this here radio station. Yeah, he's he's like that. He'll he'll go out, and then he'll go back, and he'll play with Dire Straits and such. But, yeah, he's I, I just think he's absolutely spectacular. Excellent. This is Rock School. We are talking about the history of the electric guitar, and we are right about to the point where Fender has already made Gibson's life a little bit difficult. They're about to hand them their lunch, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the bottom of the hour. My name is Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. Hey, guys. Welcome uh, to the radio show. Let's say hi to our affiliates. Please, young man, if you would. Okay. Let's see if I can get this right. <laughs> it gets harder and harder every week. It's WESU 88.1 Middletown, Connecticut, up in uh, Middletown, Connecticut. There you go. <laughs> 91.3 KSCL, Shreveport, Louisiana, and our newest affiliate, 89.0 University of Salamanca, Spain, on Fantastic. Radio Universidad. That just got put out on the uh, website here yes, at the radio did. station. Yep. And I'm getting people I don't even know walking up, you know, congratulations on being in Spain. Who are you? Yeah, thank you. you know, Who are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know you, yeah. but, but thank you. Thank don't. you very much. Um, Website, come see us, kslu.org. Chalkboard on the right says Rock School. Mm -hmm. Write us an email. We would adore hearing from you. If you think I'm wrong about this history, by all means, tell me. Go ahead. Yeah, challenge him. kslurockschool at gmail.com, kslurockschool at gmail.com. And I love checking the uh, the email address after the show has aired because sometimes we'll get some emails from some colleagues right here at Southeastern, and sometimes we'll get an email or two from people in Montana. Yeah. Hey, I was listening to you guys on the Internet the other day. What about... This person. Yeah, it's amazing to me. The the web has done. Fender has already got out the Telecaster. Now Leo Fender, who is real idea man, listen to guitarists complained about they didn't like the Tele too thin a sound. Okay. So what he did is he built a new guitar with a contoured body, three pickups, so it could play in what's known as phase. Mm-hmm. It could play at the neck, it could play at the middle at the same time. Had a switching electronic system. It had a vibrato system. It had this little thing where you could touch a bar and the strings would become less tense so it would go wow wow and play a little bit. And not only that, but this was in the 1950s. Automobiles were the big thing. So instead of just having these instruments in wood tones yeah he painted them in automobile color Uh oh so you could get them in red and not just red he didn't just call them red he called it flamingo <laughs> and he didn't just get it in blue you got it in gun barrel blue and he named all these different things and he decided to i'm gonna paint one color and then i'm gonna paint it a different color around the outside and he called that a sunburst oh now you get all fancy oh, man yeah when it was red he called it a cherry sunburst and when it was brown he called it a tobacco sunburst and the first rock guitar was built 1954 it comes out very little has changed the Stratocaster mm-hmm. comes out in 1954 yeah just another reason to give all you guitars <laughs> more time to spend at the music store that's right you know and what color should I get well, one guy one guy sent the Stratocaster into the stratosphere who's that Buddy Holly hey I on love the, Buddy Holly on the front of the Chirping Crickets LP Buddy Holly is holding a Stratocaster and the guy we're about to play Uses a Stratocaster all the time. That's CCR who. is ah, about to play. Clearwater Revival. Born on the Bayou. I Go love ahead. This song. Give me a stump about Born on the Bayou. Well, very, very simple. The train that's going down to New Orleans. Yes. How's it get there? How's it? Oh, I wish I was you a do big not know this. train. Just a chugling on. It chugles. Just how a chugling on down to Do you know how Orleans. the train chugles down I to New Orleans? I know everything, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I can't believe I knew that either. Song dedicated to me, man. I was born on the bayou. Yes, you were. 
John Fogarty. How does he know how to do, say all that Southern slang? He's from California. He is. He's from California. Maybe he came down here and shadowed some Southern gentlemen. Could have. Could yeah, have. Probably could watched have. my dad uh, ball and crawfish. Get back in that pot. Now. <laughs> we are playing the Rolling Stones top 100 guitar songs of all time and talking about the history of the electric guitar. We are in approximately 1954. The world of the solid body electric guitar belongs to Fender. They have the Telecaster, they have the Stratocaster, and they are about to go crazy bringing out more and more and more electric guitars. The Jaguar is coming out soon, and different other instruments. You know, just, they're about to just start killing. Okay, at what point does Gibson say, okay, we made a mistake. We're here. Okay. We're here. <sighs> Gibson looks around, and their hollow bodies aren't selling anymore. The world has now turned into the, you know, the space race and the world. And, oh, my goodness, look at these guitars. They're gorgeous, these electric fenders. Wow. Gibson says, look, we're getting killed. We're having our lunch handed to us. What was the name of that guy who had the <laughs> uh, the log? Les Paul right now is without a doubt the he, he's without a doubt one of the uh, most popular guitarists in the United States. A lot of people believe the first rock guitar solo was performed by Les Paul on the song How High the Moon mm -hmm. and they brought him back in. So what they did was say to him, look, we have created this guitar. You know it as the Les Paul. Now a lot of people think that Les Paul invented the Les Paul. He didn't. He had nothing to do with inventing the Les Paul. The whole purpose for Les Paul's name being connected to the Les Paul was for him to be a spokesperson. Mm -hmm. He came in with this log and was told to get lost. <laughs> the only reason we know about the log is because Les Paul kept the story alive. Yep. Gibson created the Les Paul gold top. Think of a Les Paul guitar that has a faux gold top. Yeah. The story goes that Les Paul was given a bit of money and told, look, we'll keep giving you this money if you only play these Les Paul guitars on stage and you allow yourself to be photographed and you allow some advertisements to be created and we'll call these guitars the Les Paul guitars. Is that okay? Fine. And he said, yeah, you bet, as long as the checks keep coming in. That's where the Les Paul came from. Okay. So many people get this turned around that Les Paul invented the Les Paul. Wrong. Well. He was a spokesperson for it. So why would you have purchased a Les Paul over top of a Fender? Couple reasons. It was thicker, mm -hmm. bigger, mm -hmm. fatter, heavier. God, why do you want a heavier guitar? Sustain. Thicker sound. Stronger sound. The pickups were bigger. They were known as what's known they were known as what's this P90 pickups. They had a stronger magnet in them, overwound, heavier sound, stronger, better for rock and roll. The problem was it was like being the cool kid in school. There might have been a better guy over there, but everybody likes the cool kid over here. <laughs> their, their, you know, their sales still lagged behind. Mm -hmm. So we had to come up with something new, and it was the Les Paul Standard and a new kind of pickup, which I'll tell you about right after we listen to one from Chad. You wanted to hear these guys, didn't you? Yep. They came in at number 21. This is the White Stripes. From the top 100 guitar songs of all time, Seven Nation Army on Rock School. Love the sound of that. I do. So dirty, you need a penicillin shot after <laughs> it's over. Love it. White stripes on rock school. Let me ask you a quick question, Doc. Shoot. Shoot. Well, we're talking about Gibson. We're talking about Les Paul. We're talking about Fender. Yeah. All that good stuff. So, yeah. are you a Gibson or a Fender man? Gibson. Por qué? Why? Why? Frets. Mm -hmm. 
number frets? of frets. Okay. When you standard, I mean, I know you can get number of frets. You can you can request number of frets on any, but standard. Um, I have a Fender guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got twenty one frets, yeah. and I have two Gibsons. Well, Gibson copies. They're Yamahas, but they have the same specs as Gibsons. Okay. Uh, they have twenty two frets. And you think, well, what's one fret? You'd be stunned when you play solos, Mm -hmm. especially heavy metal solos, Mm -hmm. people who play Gibsons, you miss that 22nd fret Hmm. a lot. Um, There's a lot of solos that I know, Steely Dan solos a lot, uh, Scorpion solos a lot. You get all the way up to that 22nd fret, and on a Fender, you just run out. It's personal opinion, complete personal opinion, but... I need that 22nd fret. Now, someone's going to go crazy. You can get a Fender with a 22nd fret. I, I understand that. I get that. It's my opinion. No, I, I, like, I, I, like the, I like the Gibson feel. I can really relate to, you know, when it, when it comes to something in your instrument. I play drums. Yeah. Uh, probably the most popular drumstick is Vic Firth. Uh-huh. I don't play with Vic Firth sticks. You know why? Why? They're about a quarter of an inch too long. And, and that's and you enough, say like, isn't it? What's a quarter of an inch? It's enough for me not to play with a Vic Firth stick. Yeah. Why don't you choke up on it? No. It's enough. It's enough. It's yeah. enough for me not to do it. I, same way with picks. Picks come in different lengths and widths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I like Jim Dunlap 72 millimeter picks. Okay. If it's if it's less, it's too flappy. If it's too much, if it's thicker, it's it's too strong. Mm-hmm. 72 is what I need. Anything past that, it screws up my playing. Folks, honest, we to know goodness. what we're talking about. Yes, we do. Back in a minute on Rock School. This is Rock Schools. We talk yeah. about the history of the electric guitar. I want to jam with him so bad. Yeah, me too. I would like to as well. I don't think I can keep up with him, though, on the guitar. He's a fantastic, fantastic guitarist. Yes, sir. We are to the point now where you have the Gold Top Les Paul going up against the Telecaster and the Stratocaster of Fender. And by the way, I think I said that Leo Fender was only only a spokesperson. Mm-hmm. He act, It was actually him that was instrumental in saying, let's make the gold top okay. of the Fender. So I should probably point that out as well. The problem is Gibson is still having their lunch handed to them by Fender. Ah. So a few changes were made to the Gibson. They put what's known as a stop bridge on it, meaning the strings come all the way down and boom, stop. Okay. That's where they attach at the bottom. Mm-hmm. The pickups were changed from P90 pickups to humbucking pickups. That's where it looks like two large pieces of soap with little dots in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got rid of the gold top. You can still buy them, but they got rid of the gold top on a line of them and changed them over to this real pretty tiger-striped wood or this curly wood wood up top, did that and set it out back in 1958. They called that the Les Paul Standard. And it wasn't until that came out that it began to become adopted by great, great players like Eric Clapton. Mm -hmm. And other great rock stars began to grab onto it. Paul Butterfield and other blues players began to say, okay, I'm going to walk away from the thinner sound 
I'm not saying that's bad. It just is. It's the thinner sound of the single coil fenders, and I'm going to go with the thicker sound of the Gibsons. And it wasn't until the standard came out, which this year is the 50th anniversary, mm-hmm. that there really was a true rivalry and a true choice between the two of them. It wasn't until the Les Paul standard came out. So now we got the two of them, Gibson and Fender. There's over 200 manufacturers, but those are the two big names. Number three is, well, it's back a little bit, but uh, it's PRS. Paul Reed Smith is the third largest guitar manufacturer out there today. Someone's going to fight me on that. Someone's going to say it's Yamaha, but in America, it's Paul Reed Smith. Mm. So let's play another one from the top 100 guitar songs of all time. Yarbirds, over, under, sideways, down. Who's the guitarist? Jeff Beck, Rock School. Yardbirds. You said that's Jeff Beck playing that? Yeah, Jeff Beck, the third guitarist for them. So that's after Clapton yeah, left. Yeah, that's after okay. Clapton left. So right. he's uh, And that's really good stuff. That's a real nice dexterity mm-hmm. piece. It shows if you can play that, um, you can do it across strings, multiple strings, but if you do it all on one string, oh, wow. it's a real nice dexterity piece. It gives you the ability to really show off the widening of your hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not just how fast can you move across strings, how wide can you open your hand. There's a couple pieces in eruption that you know, how wide can you open your hand really neat stuff hmm. Les Paul to this day as we talk about the history of the electric guitar is friendly with Gibson there was one rough patch though what's that they changed the Les Paul guitar brought him in and say hey we're redesigning the Les Paul guitar this is what it looks like and he went no 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 <laughs> I don't like that I don't like that at all rename that take my name off it or I'm leaving this company and they said okay 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 so they renamed it the SG. Hmm. Do you remember, you know Angus Young? Angus yeah, Young, the yeah, guitarist yeah, for yeah, yeah. That guitar he always plays? That's the SG? That's the SG. Okay. So they tried one time to change the, they thought it was getting old. They tried one time to change it, and that was it. He said, no, 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 you can't do that. But to this day, he still plays. Hmm. He still plays it. He still plays once a week live and is thought to be the man that invented the electric guitar. He wasn't. He wasn't. First, maybe the first solid body electric, but not. So there's a little bit of information for you, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe you can go up to your guitar friends and give them a little bit of stuff and have them go, huh, I don't care. <laughs> how about that? I don't care. Let's pick up a guitar and go. Because so, all guitarists want to do is sit in a corner and just noodle around on scales. So Boy, and you guys have, oh, I, this is, we have uh, two or three student workers over here at the station that kind of dab in the guitar. They bring yeah. their acoustics over here. What is it with you guys when you start playing a piece? And I say, hey, right quick, um, um, did you get that report that uh, you were supposed to send out last week? And they just ignore you. Yeah. Oh, no. What it is take, it with you guys? It takes the entire brain to play the guitar. It's the greatest instrument ever invented. Yeah, It really is. It, it's the greatest instrument ever invented. You are in heaven when it sits in your arms. Well, yeah. When, it, it was modeled after the shape of a woman for a reason. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? I'm no. not kidding. I wish I was kidding. Look at it. Just look at it straight on, the body shape. Mm-hmm. It was modeled after the shape of a woman for a reason. I it don't... feels good in your hands. It okay. really does. All right. I don't care. It does. <laughs> it is beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. You. you can't hug a drum, but I can hug my guitar, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen. Start that again. That'll do it. My name is Joe Burns. I'm Chad P. This is number one on Rolling Stone's Top 100 Guitar Songs of All Time. Maybe you can hug a drum. I don't know. But you can Don't try to make up to me now. No, I won't. <laughs> this is number one. Johnny B. Good, Rock yeah. School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>